Welcome to Income for Baby Boomers. If you want to learn about exciting new businesses each week from other boomers who speak your language and have started a unique and profitable business from home, you have come to the right place. For those who would like to try some of these low investment opportunities, stay tuned. We'll help you get started in your own profitable adventure. Now with your host and entrepreneur, Ken Queen. I'd like to welcome Lou Bartone, Video Marketing Success Secrets, How to Create Great Videos that Engage Your Prospects and Create Raving Fans. How are you doing, Lou? Good, Ken. Thanks for having me on. Good. Oh, great to, to get you on board and to talk to you about video because that's something I think a lot of people are afraid of. They don't like their, their uh, face <laughs> right. or whatever. They think they have a face for radio mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. You know, So I know you have some techniques to get around that where you don't need to use your face at all. Yeah, that's true. But, but let, let's just go back just so I, we get a feel for how you became who you are, Lou. Mm -hmm. How long ago did you get bitten by the entrepreneurial bug? Wow. When did it all happen? Oh, probably about 10 years ago or so. I had been working in Los Angeles and... Um, Things, you know, in the tele I was in the television business and things were consolidating and, and it was just changing drastically. So it seemed like a good time to kind of strike out on my own and, and uh, do some different things. I also saw a lot of coming from the TV business. I saw sort of everything moving online and um, it was just a, an exciting time to, to join the whole dot com boom. And that's mm -hmm. how I that's how I got into it. All right. Uh, was there any, your family, they were entrepreneurs or something that kind of, or was there any books or something? Not especially because my dad actually worked at the same company. He worked at the same TV station for his entire huh? career, which is pretty rare. So I think I was, you know, kind of seeing the opposite. Like I saw, well, you know, the company doesn't really have much loyalty to you these days. And, you know, you've mm -hmm. worked someplace for 40 years and you get a, a gold watch and they send you on your way. So... Exactly. Um, so I had been following and listening to um, an author and speaker by the name of Michael Port, wrote a book called Book Yourself Solid. And that was a lot yes. of the impetus for me because I, I met him, I started to work with him, I was coaching with him and then working more closely with him. And I realized like, wow, you can actually make a lot of money on your own without a big corporate parent or without somebody telling you what to do nine to five. So that was a lot of the impetus for that was just seeing other people succeeding in the online space and realizing that I could I could work in that space and be my own boss and do my own thing. All right. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do something. What was the first? And I, I, I want to look where you started then, mm -hmm. and then we would figure out how you'd do it today. But I'm curious how you, you initial. I really, I started when I was still working. I was working consulting at a radio station and working there. And really kind of started to do more and more online. And I think when it really hit me, because I was doing video stuff on the side, I was doing production and shooting and that kind of stuff. And when my video partner sold his big expensive camera rig to get an iPhone, I'm like, well, if we can make video with an iPhone, then we don't need these big expensive cameras. Then I think the rest of the world can do that. And uh, it was about the time that YouTube was really getting popular. So uh, I thought, you know, I want to help folks do this because I think video is, is probably the best and actually the easiest way to get your message out and build a business around it. Well, there's a lot of advantages of it, uh, no doubt. Uh, I think you said that it's the second biggest thing online next to, what, Google yeah, or something? Yeah, Google, which owns YouTube. Uh, YouTube is now the second largest search engine, so not only are people putting videos there, but when people are looking for answers and solutions, they're going straight to YouTube to find videos on how to do that. And just to let people know they don't have to use their own face, go into that for a minute. Sure. Um, a lot of folks are intimidated 
about being on video or on camera, myself included, ironically, because even though I was um, in the TV business, I was always behind the scenes. And the nice thing about video is that you don't necessarily have to be on camera to create great video. You can do narrated PowerPoints or uh, animated videos. There are all kinds of tools and resources out there that allow you to create a visual or a video message without ever having to appear on camera. So you can just put text up there if you want. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can narrate a PowerPoint, and that's a video. You can use tools like Powtoon is one, P-O-W-T-O-O-N, and um, Powtoon allows you to create animated videos. And the amazing thing is that, you know, years ago, this would have taken thousands of dollars and years of training, and now with tools out there like powtoon.com and goanimate.com, you can create those videos really in minutes. Well, let, let's just say that one of the folks out here are listening to this and he's saying I've been a uh, a landscaper all my life mm-hmm. and I can't do the work anymore. It's too heavy, too hard. And, yeah. you know, I'm retiring. I, I do landscaping and, and I like baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of my passion, but uh, I enjoyed landscaping while I could do it, but I've just retired and I can't do it anymore. Uh, what can he do with that uh, background? Yeah, I mean, he can take all that years of experience and really teach other folks, maybe other people coming into that business, um, tips and tricks on how to build a business around landscaping. He can you know, create teaching videos or demonstration videos or tips videos to show folks and share his expertise And really, that's how I kind of got into it. I was um, doing video for my business, and I started showing other people how to do that and shared tips on YouTube and, um, you know, just two-minute little quick little videos and um, started to get some, you know, a little bit of notoriety and visibility around that, just showing folks that, you know, it doesn't matter what business you're in. If you want to promote your business and market your business, video is actually a good way to do that and a relatively, you know, easy way to do that if you use some of the tools that are online. So anyone that has any kind of expertise or experience like that can share that with people. You know, they could share it with a blog or they could share it with articles or a book, but I find that the quickest and easiest way to share that information is over video. All right. And I was looking at one of your promotional videos, someone in one of the islands somewhere there and she had a, a unit that was renting out for 3000 a month, mm-hmm. but by the time she created a few videos and got her name out there, she was getting, I think, instead of 3000 a week, it was, uh, she was getting 7000 a week. So uh, that's right. it seemed to have helped her business and filled it up. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing is that when she came to me, um, she really you know, had bought a new Mac but didn't really even know much about it or how to use it. So um, she was a complete you know, newbie and a little bit of a technophobe. And again, we, you know, once we kind of got her going and she started using iMovie and again, she just started creating quick little tips. She's in Costa Rica, so she'd create little travel tips mm-hmm. about coming to Costa Rica. And little by little, you know, she did these very informal videos where she was maybe on the beach. She used her iPhone, so no big fancy equipment. She did a little bit of editing on iMovie and started to put them on YouTube. And uh, lo and behold, a few years later, she had you know, went from zero views to a quarter of a million views on YouTube. Well, and uh, that's what helped create demand for her rental property. And obviously with the old supply and demand laws, she was able to increase her prices. Was she like a model at 10 level or something? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, she, she had been a, a writer and author and, and um, but very much behind the scenes. Um, 
she was even at the beginning, oh, I'm not really sure I want to be on camera. And, but, you know, she, I just said, you know, just be yourself and sh share your passion, share your interest, share your love of Costa Rica. And that will really come across in the video. And it does. And, you know, again, a lot of her, her videos are not very fancy, but they just share good, solid, valuable information. And um, it's gotten her a ton of views on YouTube and obviously driven a lot of that traffic back to her website for her business. And that's the amazing part is that she went from weeks where she did what didn't rent at all mm -hmm. at three thousand to go to a lineup at seven thousand. So uh, obviously this is a great tool for that business and yeah. probably for most. Absolutely. And again, you know, it wasn't about how fancy the videos were or how you know um, how much they were edited. It was really more about the content and the message. And I think that's what folks need to remember if they're getting into doing uh, business videos is it's really not about, you know, who you're wearing or, or what you look like. It's really more about the content and the message. All right. Well, let's go back to our landscaping guy for a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's going to try to do this on his own. Mm -hmm. What's his first step? Uh, does he try to find out what people want or wh where does he go? Okay, he's going to do landscaping. Mm -hmm. He's not sure how to start. You know, typically if you want to do, you know, business online, it helps if you've got some kind of a customer base or a mailing list. So oftentimes, the first thing you want to do is create a website with a video on it. And that video could be offering some kind of freebie or incentive for people to join your list. So you might say, you know, let's offer something like a, a free report called the 10 greatest things I learned in my landscaping business. And then okay. as people sign up for that and sign up to get his report, you know, now he's building a database and a list that he can market to and, and follow up with. So when he does create a video or when he does have a product, he'll have a base of folks to sell it to who already know, like, and trust him because he's been sharing valuable content. Well, how quick can, can he build this website up with enough people on it mm -hmm. to, to, yeah, to launch? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people, again, say, oh, my gosh, a website. I've got to hire a designer and this and that. A lot of times you can create a one-page website or just a simple web page where you've got, you know, who you are, what you do, and maybe there's a video there that tells folks about your background and how you might be able to help them. If you're thinking about expanding your landscaping business or if you're thinking about hiring more people or even just getting into the landscaping business, here's what I learned in my career in the business, and I want to share some of that with you. So once he starts to share that content, fairly quickly he can start to do videos or, or information or blog posts, and uh, the more valuable information you share, the more you establish that sort of no like and trust factor that helps you sell later on. So at some point, you know, if he's been offering video tips, talking about, you know, starting a business or growing a business, could just be things about, you know, how to hire folks when your landscaping business is growing or how to find new customers. And then once he's doing some of that, you know, a bit later, maybe he's got some kind of a product or a service that he wants to provide. Maybe if he says, okay, I don't want to work in the trenches in landscaping, mm -hmm. but I'm happy to teach other folks or coach other folks how to do that. And then he can be hired as a consultant or a coach to uh, help people who are starting out with that. So would he be growing this website by uh, just natural means, just keeping writing articles, or what's he doing to, um, to get... The, really, you don't, in a way, you don't necessarily need the website. It's good to have that because that's where people can find you, and that's sort of like your home on the web. But if, if he was, for example, or she was doing videos and sharing those videos on YouTube, like quick little two-minute business tips on running a landscaping business... Okay. You know, putting those on YouTube is going to get some traffic back to the website. It's going to get some visibility for them. 
And that way, you know, you, you're in more than one place. You may even want to put those videos on Facebook or social media if you're into that or if you have those accounts. And all of that is just building visibility and credibility for that person. So once that person says, oh, by the way, I'm available for consulting if you want to, you know, hire me one-on-one. And again, those videos have hopefully made that person more familiar to them. They've been engaging. They've been helping to establish a real connection with the viewer so that by the time the viewer comes to hire, you know, Mr. Landscaper for coaching, you know, for two or $300 an hour, um, that person feels like they already know him because they've seen him so much on video. So the the website then, if your video is going to be your main thing and YouTube's going to be your main way of, of doing business, you know, that tactic, the website's more of just a a place to capture their emails and a, a central home place. Mm-hmm. You don't want to capture them all on YouTube's because you may not get access to all of them. Yeah. You're going to be restricted or have to pay to, to access everyone that ever looked at your video or what? Well, YouTube's great because it's, you know, so popular and well-known and, and where folks usually start their search for things. But as I sometimes like to say, there's no buy button on YouTube. I mean, they can't, directly engage with you. You don't really control that real estate. So although it's a great way to get visibility and traffic, at the end of the day, you probably want people on your own website because that's where you control the experience and the environment and where people can actually say, you know, yes, I want to buy this landscaper's video series, you know, 10 ways to increase your business by 25% or something like that. All right. And why do you uh, keep saying two-minute videos? Is that a good number? Uh, If you're doing tips videos, uh, shorter videos are are better usually um, just for – they're also a lot easier to do than, you know, 10 or 20-minute videos. So I always say if you've got 10 minutes of content to share, it's better to do five two-minute videos than one 10-minute video because you're getting a lot of uh, leverage. You're getting more bang for your buck. You're getting more – videos on YouTube that are easier for people to watch because they want to consume them in sort of bite-sized chunks rather than one, you know, 10 or 15 minute video. All right. Uh, And also, I haven't used YouTube for quite a while. The last time I did, I created an hour show. Mm -hmm. I was selling for $200. Uh, It was to help uh, attorneys. But I couldn't, they wouldn't let me do the hour there. Mm -hmm. I had to go create it somewhere else, and then I uploaded it there. What are the restrictions these days, or can can you pay after so many minutes? No, there's no no restrictions, time limit, really, at this point now on YouTube, which is nice. And, you know, although I I always emphasize shorter videos, you definitely can create longer videos. For example, when I do webinars where I teach something for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour, I upload those to YouTube as well. So those are more like, you know, teaching videos or demonstration videos um, can definitely be longer, especially if the viewer knows going in, you know, hey, this is a 40-minute teaching webinar and it's not going to be a typical two-minute video. It's going to be a 40-minute teaching video. And is there any way of restricting it? So let's say you're charging for that video. Mm-hmm. You have it uploaded there. So you don't make it public. Right. But can someone give out that connection to all their friends and they end up getting the video too, or you can restrict that somehow? Uh, you can, on YouTube, you can make your videos public, which is, you know, obviously to everyone. You can make them unlisted, which means they need the link to see it. Or you can make them private, which means they actually have to have permission, you know, specific permission. Let so-and-so at gmail.com see this video. So I typically make them unlisted. I sort of, you know, just use the honor system 
and say, you know, hey, the video is here at this link. Please don't share the link with anyone else. So um, I can have videos that people are paying for or that they're um, longer teaching videos that are more part of a course, uh, but I can still have them hosted on YouTube because I've created them and put them unlisted on YouTube. But you don't like going the private uh, method? Private, um, for me personally, it's kind of a pain because you'd have to indicate the specific email address of the person that you want to see it. So if I have a client and I've done a video for them and um, I want to let them see the draft of the video, you know, I'll give them the link and the permission to see it. That way nobody else can find it. Okay. And I guess, I guess the other thing is probably try to stop it. Maybe you wouldn't. If it went viral, maybe it wouldn't be all that bad. Anyway. Yeah, I guess that's probably a good problem to have. <laughs> and a lot of folks are seeing it and hopefully finding their way back to you and, and your website. That's the other important thing. And in all of these videos, you want to have a call to action or something where you're telling the viewer what they should do next. So very specifically, at the end of a YouTube video, you might say, for more landscaping tips, visit my website at www.greatlandscapes.com or something. But that can't be a live link on there. They have to type that in, right? Uh, they can say it and then they can show it, you know, with some kind of a, a where they type it in. And actually, there's something on YouTube called annotations where you can actually make that a live link back to your site. Oh. So after the video is done, if you if you add what's called an annotation, you can make that link clickable back to your site. So you could actually say Click the link below to visit my website for more landscaping tips. Okay, but you can't do it on the actual frame. You have to do it in the writing below. Yeah, have to do it in the writing below and after the video is sort of already done. It's something that you put on afterwards in editing. I'm going to have to recommend uh, YouTube fix this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know... Uh, you know, they should have the link right on there, but I guess they don't want to because it takes them away from YouTube right. and they want them to stay on YouTube, so they're not giving any help for guys like you and businessmen nope. to make it any easier. No, they want they want to keep all that traffic to themselves, although there there are ways around it, like through that you know, annotation feature. Annotation, yeah. So you could say, Okay, there is a live link below mm -hmm. on the screen. Yeah. And then they they can see it below. And is that an extra cost or nope. is that a software program you got to buy? No, it's all part of YouTube. And YouTube primarily makes its money from you know people who buy ads. So um, for the you know general user, there's really no cost as long as you're not buying advertising. Uh, you can use all the features within YouTube as much as you want. I've got hundreds of videos on YouTube and. I'm happy to say I've never paid them anything other than helping to bring them traffic because obviously people are watching okay. it there. Speaking of money, so what other ways can this landscaper make money? So he's going to create those videos, and mm -hmm. but where can he start making money if there's enough views, you know, where uh, YouTube starts paying him yep. just because he's bringing all the traffic? How does that work? The, yeah, the, YouTube does have, you know, sort of a, an ad sharing thing where you can, you can do what they call monetize your videos. So if your videos are getting a lot of views, um, you can allow YouTube to put advertising on your video, like at the very beginning, sometimes you mm -hmm. see ads uh, at the beginnings of videos, and or, or uh, during the whole during the whole thing, sometimes. Yeah, and you know sometimes you can skip ahead, or, or but um, if you enable your account to do that, and you say yes, you can run ads on my videos, um, you get a small percentage of the revenue from that. Um, so people who are getting you know uh, hundreds of thousands of views can make a pretty good living getting you know because they're getting paid here and there from YouTube. But the, I find the easier way to monetize those videos, you know, for something like the landscaping example, is to create a video course. Maybe you've got three videos or eight videos where you go into more depth about the business and what you've learned in the business. And then you can sell that video course on your website. 
any guidance on what a landscaper would do? Is he better off with the 20 videos, five videos, 10 minute videos? How would you typically with, with online courses like that? People like them in, in fairly short, you know, short and sweet videos. So I've seen quite a few that are basically, you know, a series of 10 or 15 minute videos. That way, you know, the, the viewer is not overwhelmed. They feel like they can digest it, but there's still good content and good information there. So I have, I've seen a lot and I do it myself. Like I've got a, a 10 minute video series where I share 10 videos that are 10 minutes each on different subjects about video. You know, I charge $97 or $147 or something like that for those videos. And people buy it and then they, you know, they've got all the videos there on a web page and they can see them anytime they want. And it just is a way to um, monetize the business without having to trade time for dollars because once that course is created, you can sell it again and again without having to deliver it mm -hmm. in person yes. each time. Now, when you say ten-minute videos, is that the sweet spot? No, it depends on the it depends on the business. Um, for me, I did it that way just because a lot of folks, you know, that I was working with were really time crunched, and I would try and give them the information in as short and condensed and streamlined a way as possible. I've seen other courses that are 10 or 15 minute videos and there might be 20 or 30 of them. Um, I find that's a little overwhelming for most folks, but if you've got enough content to do that, you can certainly do that. Okay, now there's $147 you came up with. Uh, is there any sweet spot on a 10 video, 10, 15 minute series? That, do you think that that's kind of the norm mm -hmm. or it really depends on the field? It depends, I think, on your audience, but for, for online, I find that you know the $97, I don't know why they always end in seven, but apparently that's, that's a, a magic number or something. But I find the $97 price point seems to be a sweet spot for most folks because it's under $100. And if people say, you know, hey, I can get enough lessons and enough video and enough content here under $100 to learn all this great stuff, and it's, you try and make it sort of a no-brainer for the person to buy. I guess seven might be a lucky number. I think so because it seems as though a lot of products online, are, you know, always end with uh, 97 or 997 or something like that. Okay, so now we've got creating a course to make income from mm -hmm. YouTube. We've got YouTube putting an ad on there. Oh, just to go back to that for a second, yeah. how many views do you have to have before they'll consider putting an ad on your... Um, you can video. do it right off the bat. Like, I've got some videos that, you know, I, I just put up and, and it just asks you right away, you know, do you, do you want to monetize this video um, or do you want to allow YouTube advertising on it? And... You can do it, so if you only get 18 views, it's like, okay, no harm, no foul, but if you get 180,000 views, then, you know, you're starting to make a few bucks on it. Okay, so you get 100,000 views. Is there a set amount they give you at that point? Um, I don't know what it is off the top of my head because I don't really use that model, but, but you know, it's some small percentage, but I know that, you know, you really have to be getting a lot of views to make that add up into any kind of a business. Otherwise, it's just sort of ancillary income. So you wouldn't recommend going after this first? This Probably not. I think that's for you know folks who have really started to establish themselves on YouTube mm -hmm. and are getting a lot of views. And it's amazing now because a lot of folks on YouTube are starting to get TV shows or just you know get get sort of discovered on YouTube almost yes. the way that the the movie business did many many years ago when you'd sort of be discovered at a at a drugstore in Hollywood or something. Look at all the music people get, getting discovered. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of people that are just, you know, putting, like Justin Bieber, apparently, I guess was, I'm not that fond of him, but I guess he was kind of discovered on YouTube. Where he started. Mm -hmm. huh? Okay, is there a third way of monetizing this? Uh, um, the other part is really, you know, because you're starting to establish some, you know, you're getting familiar to the viewer, you're 
establishing that connection, you're adding value. Ultimately, it's working one-on-one. So it's if you watch some videos and you're fond of that person's work and you say, hey, I could really learn a lot from this person, you may find that they also offer coaching or consulting. So, so really the third way is those videos are being used to build trust and establish credibility so that ultimately they hire you one-on-one for consulting or coaching or something like that. All right. So you could create a, a group consulting uh, situation or a personal one. Yes. Uh, at what point? I mean, is that something you th- think is a wise thing to offer right from the beginning or, or after so many views? Or where do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, you could offer it right from the beginning, uh, again, because people are going to see the video and, and do more sort of research for you if they go to your Web page and they read that, you know, you've been in business for 20 years or whatever it may be. Again, that's um, once you've established that level of trust, they may decide to, to hire you personally for, for your work. So I do a lot of that where I do group video classes and I might have six or ten people in a group class and talk to them once a week or do a webinar once a week for them. So I do quite a bit of that. You know, basically people discover me through the videos and then ultimately after a while they may want to hire me uh, one-on-one or in a group setting. Now, is there any other way you create the videos on YouTube, but you could take them and use them, of course, on your website? Or is there some other way that maybe to monetize those videos again uh, outside of YouTube? Again, you know, if you you have enough content where you can put it together as a course, I mean, the the basic ways, you know, and most of the way that um, the business models work is you're either selling your content or you're selling your, your time and your services. So it's a matter of kind of slicing and dicing those videos to either turn into some kind of a product or a course. Another thing you can do, which has become pretty popular, is you can put them on another platform, not YouTube, but another platform like uh, Udemy, which is U-D-E-M-Y, which is an online learning platform. And um, if you put your courses on Udemy, they give you a percentage. I'm not exactly sure what it is. It might be 50-50, it might be 80-20, but they give you some percentage of the revenue when they sell your course. Yes, I know a few people that are using Udemy. It's really working for them. Excellent. They're making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one guy does this how to do podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, he puts it over there. Now I think he charges a hundred bucks or whatever yeah. it is, and he gets sixty or something. I can't remember yeah. what he said, but it's nice because you you set the price, but because there's already traffic and there's already people going to Udemy, it's it's you know they're sort of doing all the all the back end stuff for you. You don't have to worry about uh, shopping carts and purchases and PayPal. They kind of handle all that, and they just. Uh, Again, give you a percentage of the revenue. Now, there's other uh, companies that compete with Udemy. Does Udemy restrict you to just them or something? No, not really. I mean, I have a you know, like I have a free course on Udemy right now. I haven't put any paid stuff on there yet, um, but I like to start with free course because it sort of yeah. gets you more familiar and establishes um, you know some expertise and credibility. So yeah, Udemy is a great platform. There are others that do it slightly differently, but I think you know that's Udemy is probably kind of the biggest because they were one of the first in that online learning space. All right. Is there any other angles uh, outside of uh, the, your own videos, mm-hmm. uh, Udemy, and uh, Udemy type of businesses, and any other way that you could figure out how to monetize this? Uh, again, there can be you know you can sort of use the videos as a promotion and marketing tool. So if you're a speaker or an author. You can be using right. videos to get speaking, paid speaking gigs, speaking appearances. Uh, a lot of times people say, you know, I've seen your videos. Can you come 
and teach my corporation or can you come to this conference and and do a session so that's another way to kind of monetize it you're, you're using the videos as a marketing and promotional tool to get more business you know stepping stone mm-hmm. fantastic and uh, let me just go back to this so this fellow is started this landscaping business online he's doing it let's say 25 hours a week mm-hmm. he really wants to get this off you know off the ground pretty quick uh is there any reasonable length of time that he could expect some return well the nice thing about youtube is if you know you're able to get some videos up on youtube and, and start to establish sort of a, a beachhead there it really doesn't take any time at all to you know the, the videos are up once they're up and then it's just a matter of getting views and once you you've got some traffic and some views uh really within a couple of months you ought to be able to have enough of a foundation to really start to, to turn it into a business so like 60 days would be reasonable if you were to put that kind of effort in for for, for the two for two months mm-hmm. yeah and I, I look at the example of um gary vaynerchuk who's you know pretty well known oh, now yeah. as an author but you know, he, his business was he, his parents or his family owned a liquor store, but he started to do something on YouTube called Wine Library TV, which is a very low-tech sort of recommending different wines and things like that. And obviously, Watch him taste wine all day. Yeah, and obviously <laughs> it, it took off and exploded his business, and now he's writing books, and he's worth a fortune, and he's doing consulting, and, and really it all started from that one little not very fancy YouTube show. Yeah, it wasn't. Just him sitting at a table with uh, three or four kinds of wine and tasting it and spitting it out and telling <laughs> yeah. everyone, you know, it was good or bad. Yeah, and, you know, he wasn't really a model or celebrity or anything like that. No. He just used his own New York personality, loves the New York Jets, was very, you know, opinionated and all that. But, but people loved it and, and they connected with him and the rest, as they say, is history. Let's go to that opinionated thing. If we try to be everything to everybody on YouTube, we're not likely to succeed. I mean, we're not going to succeed at the level if we specialize, would you say? And say, hey, this is who I am. This is how I think. Yeah. And I'm not going to hide it. I mean, a lot of people good. think they need to have a different persona or like, you know, I'm, I'm myself, like I'm introverted and don't particularly like being on camera. But, you know, because I don't like being on camera, I'm not averse to putting my dogs or my kids or whatever in the video and make them a little silly and goofy. And that is the thing that I think really connects with people. A lot of times when I see people at conferences or events, they say, hey, you know, um, how's Rocco the Pug doing? Because I put Rocco the Pug in so many mm-hmm. of my videos. So mm-hmm. it becomes kind of part of your brand and part of your personality. And I always tell folks, you don't need to, you know, do anything differently on video other than just being yourself and sharing your passion. You know, you mentioned like in the in the landscaping example, the landscaper is a big baseball fan. And, you know, that's certainly something you could put into the videos and inject your personality and talk a little bit of baseball along with the landscaping. And that's really what helps to establish a connection with the viewer. Mm -hmm. So those two points cross each other. So everyone that's a landscaper that loves baseball, which could be a pile of people, Mm -hmm. could be a good way to go. A lot of people keep talking about niching down further and further and further. I mean, for this landscaper, is he better off to say, I'm only doing landscaping for people with small backyards that are only up north mm-hmm. and three or four other things. I mean, is he better off to restrict it right down from the beginning to see how that goes? Say, So my model is, here's the people I can help. I can't mm-hmm. help everyone. I can only help these people. Is that a good Yeah, it's to go? good to establish that niche and to maybe begin narrow and, and grow from there because, 
you know, if you say, you know, I'm a landscaper and every home or business in America can use me. It's like, well, that's, you know, relatively impossible to reach all those folks unless you've mm-hmm. got a, some kind of enormous Super Bowl commercial budget or something. So if you do niche and you say, I'm going to specialize in the Northeast or, or the West, or I'm going to be, you know, uh, a high-end landscaper or a small backyard landscaper, um, it's usually best to narrow that because it's easier to find those pockets of people and easier to reach them than it is to reach the mass audience. And it's really, and it's just testing, right? Sure. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned earlier Michael Port, a friend and colleague and mentor um, who's written several books, but he started in the fitness niche because that's where he came out of and expanded from there. So once he was sort of established in the fitness, he moved at, you know, health and wellness, which is slightly bigger. Then he moved on to bigger and bigger audiences as his business grew. Right. As, as one of the people I talked to said, I mean, if you say you're going to appeal to all students, that's two bigger groups. You've got to narrow it down. Maybe all the big colleges, mm-hmm. maybe you've got to go further. Just Harvard students, yeah. maybe further. Just women, mm-hmm. and maybe further women that are 20 to 25, and those that are virgins. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he said. Yeah, so you might only have one person in your group, so you might not want to go down too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to start <laughs> but, somewhere, though. So don't don't get too narrow, but it, you're better off to start narrow and building up, I guess. Yes, yep. And a lot of that is just because, you know, especially if you're just starting out, you want to be able to, to find that target market and you want to be able to find those niches. Um, and usually, they're, you know, uh, it's easy to find those niches when they're narrower. So if you're trying to reach them on Facebook, you can go to specific Facebook groups or forums. Or if you're trying to reach, you know, working moms, maybe there are certain social networks like Pinterest or something that, that kind of cater to that. Now, if you go to Google, you can go to AdWords and then you can look and see, okay, there are a thousand people a day looking for that 20 to 30-year-old at Harvard. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I should say a, a thousand people a month. Yeah. So you can look at, at Google's AdWords and see the figures. Can you do that with uh, uh, YouTube? Um, yeah, and it's relatively similar. You can narrow those audiences, again, because they're owned by YouTube. It's all sort of part of the same universe. You know, you can make it fairly specific and narrow it down to specific audiences, you know, people who like Justin Bieber videos or something like that. So that way... So can, they'll give you those figures. Yeah, right? so that way you can really target your advertising and... And, you know, especially with YouTube, and I have I don't have a lot of experience in this myself because I haven't done too much of it, but it's still relatively affordable because there's not a, an enormous amount of people doing it. Well, let's go to advertising for a minute. So you've created these uh, landscape videos, mm-hmm. and you get quite a few views, and so you can advertise in what way on uh, YouTube? Um, you can put your own what they call pre-roll ads, which are these little ads that run at the beginning of videos. You can do little overlays or, or in-ad so that as your video is running, sometimes you see a little overlay or strip on the on the bottom third of the screen that has, if you like this, you'll love such and such. Uh, okay, so right on the box itself. Yep. Now, do you pay per, per person that clicks on it or do you pay per view? It depends on the way that you set it up with YouTube. I think you can do it either way. But, you know, the nice thing about YouTube is that they have to watch a certain percentage of the ad before you have to pay for it. So if the ad just... Unless they click on the ad and they stay for, I think it's 15 seconds or more, then you know you don't have to, to pay for that click. So uh, you're really only paying for the people that are watching it all the way through. 
Oh, okay. All right. So that and and so you're not sure what the return on the dollar is on that kind of advertising? Um, no, I really haven't done a lot of that myself. Um, I've been sort of focusing on the product creation and, and selling the product for my website. But yeah, I mean, you can definitely make some. I think the investment is is relatively reasonable for starting that. It's not like um, it's like you know AdWords was five or ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, they're you think they'd be up there already with that Ad, AdWords prices, but they're not. So. Mm-hmm. What kind of parting? Well, first of all, Lou, let's talk about what you offer mm-hmm. now. Um, okay, if if folks want to talk to you and say, "Hey, I don't want to try to figure this out on my own." Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, you can figure out anything on your own, right. uh, as if you have enough time and enough patience, right? Myself, I'm terrible at technology, so I always got to get help because mm-hmm. that's my weak area. Yeah. So, how can they uh, start working with you? Yeah, I mean, I, and again, I do everything from products, the sort of do-it-yourself folks who say, "I, I think I can learn this on my own." all the way up to, you know, just hold my hand and help me do it or do it for me. So I do everything from here's the course, good luck, you know, go mm-hmm. learn this stuff, uh, all the way to yes, you can coach with me for, you know, a month or six months. Um, and it's really about, and this is a good business model for everybody too, it's really about the more access they have to you, the more they pay. So if it's like a hands-off, okay, I did this course, it doesn't cost me anything to deliver it anymore because it's already done, so I don't have to charge much for it. All the way up to, I only take on five clients a quarter, so you can charge more for that. So all of that stuff you can find at, at lubortone.com, whether you want to you know, work individually or in a group or just say, just give me a course and I'll figure it out myself. All right, and just for the totally done for you, let's say, okay, this guy's got some money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to try to figure anything out, but he'd like to get his picture out there or whatever. Yeah. So he says, okay, I'm going to create a bunch of 10 or 15-minute videos I want you, Lou, to edit it, mm-hmm. advertise it, put it up. I don't do anything. I just want to collect the check. I paid you to do it yes. and whatever it is. So you would do it at that level if that's what they yeah. want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, the whole deal or just uh, bits and pieces of it. Sometimes folks say, you know, I need a welcome video. A, a lot of what I do is, you know, the strategy and the planning and, you know, how do we monetize this and make the most of it. So some people may say, okay, really to start I need a – a welcome video on my website. Sometimes I call that a first impression video because it's the first page, mm-hmm. place people see you. So oftentimes people will shoot their own raw footage and then send the raw footage to me and I'll clean it up and add music and graphics and intros and things like that just to make it look more professional. And usually how long are those intros? I like that idea. How long? Um, normally well, the, do uh, a welcome video is typically two to three minutes. So it's just sort of saying, you know, welcome to my site. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's how I can help you. Now, is he best to send you 10 minutes of video and then you take the best of the 10 and make it down to two? Or? Yeah, you can do that. Or, you know, I had a, a client recently from Canada send me, you know, she did her little spiel in three minutes and she only made a couple mistakes. So I edited the mistakes out and added a nice little intro, a quick little branded animation and some graphics and music. And, you know, it's, it's like night and day. So a little editing goes a long way and makes, can make it look a lot more professional. Oh, absolutely. I look at your videos, and it's fantastic the way they, they come on and they leave. Everything is, is, is so professional. Oh, so. But a person could eventually figure out how to do that. But again, it's always how much is your time worth. If you've got no money, then, then you're going to do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can really bootstrap it, and you really can learn a lot of this on your own and do a lot of it on your own. It just depends on how much time and effort you want to devote to it. Fantastic. Now, do you have an email address we could use? Sure. Um, you can always find me at... VIP at lubortone.com. 
And I also have a freebie, a, a free video survival kit that I offer folks. Mm-hmm. That's some video tutorials and checklists and things like that. And that's at lubortone.com forward slash kit, K-I-T. K-I-T, okay. All right, now if they go to the, if they forget that and they go to the website, they can still find that kit on there somewhere? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So, and then, you know, again, the idea with that is like in just offering some some resources and information in return for the person's email address so that you can stay in touch with them down the road. Right, because at some point, even if they started the bootstrap method mm-hmm. and they start making some money and they realize, okay, if I get Lou to help me now, we can really make some money. Yeah. And so there's sometimes people bring you in part way through, I, I would think. Yeah, exactly. They, they may want to accelerate their success or they may just want to get to a point where they're stuck or it might just, they might just need a little push in the right direction. So any last few minutes comments of uh, recommendations for these folks uh, that are, hey, they want to do something? Mm-hmm. I think the main thing to, to remember is that although people can be in- intimidated by video, it's a lot easier than it was even a couple years ago. And, and if you have an iPhone or a smartphone or, or anything that can do video, then you've got the capability to do that. So um, really, you don't need a lot of equipment to get started. You don't need a big investment to get started. You start with what you've got. Maybe you've got a uh, a smartphone or an iPhone that does video, and, and that's uh, good enough to start with that. And that quality is is no problem. Yeah, iPhone especially is um, really remarkable quality for, for a camera phone. Now the sound though might be a problem, so you probably need an external mic. Uh, if you if you stay pretty close to it, you're okay. If you get more than you know four or five feet away, obviously you might want to uh, get an external microphone to attach to the to the iPhone, and you can find those online as well. Yeah, they just plug in the bottom, and they're. Mm-hmm. 20 or, 20 or 30 bucks or something? That's or? it, yeah, about $20 for the one that I use on, that I got on Amazon.com as a Audio-Technica lavalier mic, and I think it was $20, $25, something like that. What was the name of that one again? Um, Audio-Technica, um, but if you just search, you know, lav, L-A-V, mic on Amazon, that's probably the first one that pops up. Okay, so uh, they can get a hold of you as soon as they feel the need, and sure. I say some are have the uh, the money to do it now. Others will probably you know look at some of your free stuff to start with, and and, and maybe you know test the water, mm-hmm. and see see if they like doing this work or not. Yeah. Uh, as far as editing and all that, I think that's where you know maybe get a little bit difficult. But then every computer comes with an editing program, whether it's uh, Apple or. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Apple's PCs? come with iMovie, um, and the PCs most of the time come with Windows Movie Maker. So, um, yep. you know, it's really a matter of kind of starting with what you've got. And if, if you need something that's more sophisticated, then you can kind of uh, ramp up from there. I mean, I use Movie Maker, but I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, even that I found was hard for me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny because sometimes the, the programs that are a little bit more expensive are actually easy to use. Yeah, they figured it out. Hey, <laughs> we want to sell a few of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything more you want to add? Or no, I think that's that's it. Just go forth and you know realize that you can do this, and and uh, not it's not as difficult as you might think. And once you get started, you might find that it's uh, a lot of fun. Well, Lou, uh, you've been very informative and very uh, generous with all the information, too. So people have, have got enough information to start start doing something. And, and as they need you, maybe some will need you at the beginning, some later. But I think uh, a lot of them are going to come over there and take a look at your website and, and learn, learn some more about you. And thank you for taking all this time with us this day. Lou. My pleasure, Ken. Thank you. All right, sir. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to Income for Baby Boomers with your host, Ken Queen. 
Helping boomers like you get a business started you can run from your own home. We interview owners of both online and offline businesses, but most importantly, ones that are run by baby boomers. Stay tuned next week for new and exciting businesses that you can start from your home. Until next time, have a profitable and blessed week.